Okay, so you have a small business that you need to market, but you're not a marketer. So now what? Where do you start and what are you even supposed to do? Well, meet Engie. Engie is marketing software that simplifies marketing for small business owners. You can plan, organize, and get your marketing out the door and in front of your next customers fast. The best news? Engie is turning one on May 8th, so you can make marketing way more manageable for yourself for only $19 a month for your first year with the code BDAY. But don't wait. This offer ends on May 31st. Welcome back to Pretty Okay Podcast. I've swapped out my Taylor with an E for my <laughs> Taylor with an O. My life partner and wife from Glitter Guide, Taylor Sterling. What's up, girl? Hi. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I actually went back and looked at the last time we recorded together because I was somehow I was thinking it was earlier this year. And then I was like, oh, no, that was October of last year. I just have no concept of time anymore. <laughs> I know. Oh, even just trying to do this podcast has taken us, like, months. We've been talking months. about trying to do it. I know. We've been talking about it since, like, September. <laughs> I know. And this this format, this is the first podcast I've done with this just kind of random Q&A format. I'm yeah. going to expose me for the real me. Hey. <laughs> I was also thinking, and we've talked about this before. But I think it's just funny that we've been recording or not recording, but we've been doing video chats for, you know, weekly for years. And then the pandemic hits and we go to just no video chat. I was thinking, you know, we should just start sending each other uh, work correspondence by like handwritten letter letters. Fucking Jane Austen with it. (laughs) That'll make us really successful, right? Like all of our communication by mail. I will await your reply. (laughs) (laughs) No, but thank goodness for Slack. So thank goodness for Slack. I mean, yeah, we've worked remotely our entire time together. And, you know, a lot of people kind of had to adjust to that this year. But even we had to adjust to it because when you're working at home alone, that's one thing to be working remotely. When you have two tiny humans running around like you do, that's a whole other shit storm. <laughs> yeah. And your husband's teaching high school math in one right. of the rooms. <laughs> right. Yes. It, it's, it, it is literally a shit show. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, we've adjusted. I mean, we make it work, but I do. I, I, I so miss that solitary like a couple of hours that I would get every day to do work. Like, why did we used to complain? There was nothing. Why did we complain about that? Now I'm like, I'll take that back, please. Please, please just get my kids away for a little bit. Actually, I can't complain though. My kid does go away, but now my husband's here. So there's just always someone in our space, you know? <laughs> always. So I, I get question fatigue the most, or I think I spend, I'm not even kidding. I spend. of my day searching for something for somebody (laughs) not look for one more thing. (laughs) I saw a meme last night that just like, I think I sent it to Steven because it resonated with my soul, but it was 
some guy saying, I think my toddler vastly overestimates how much I want to guess what he's thinking. Because <laughs> Rocky's always like, Mama, guess what? Daddy, guess what? Guess what? And we're just like, just, just tell us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. This year's been a wild ride. You know, it's been very, very different for us at Glitter Guide because even though we are remote, we usually have constant contact. But this year has been really hard. You know, we haven't had, like you said, our weekly video meetings since what, February, maybe? Yeah. yeah. And that's, I think, a really, for us at least, it's a really helpful component for staying in sync and staying, yeah. you know, on top of everything together. And so that's been, that's been rough. And, you know, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. But this year has sucked in terms of <laughs> seeing faces. And I haven't been able to come see you <laughs> and travel to you. Like hugging. I want to give you a big hug. Hugging. Yes, I know. I know. <laughs> so what we're going to do today, back when we first started talking about doing this episode months and months ago, <laughs> we had asked our followers on the Glitter Guide Instagram and then on our personal Instagrams, they just had any random ass questions that they wanted us to answer. And you guys did. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to go through questions that, you know, a lot of questions about Harry styles, which <laughs> makes me think we're on the right track. Yeah. <laughs> I feel seen, honestly. <laughs> I know. I loved that question. I love the How much do you really love Harry? I mean, yeah. we post about Harry quite a bit. Well, you know what? He's kind of magical. So yeah, I'm really sad to get to go see him, but hopefully fingers crossed, maybe next year. That's right. Yeah. We were supposed to go see him in August for our annual yeah. Harry concert. And it was literally like, I, I, this is going to sound bad, but I was going to say, I don't really look forward to very many things. <laughs> like I don't get super excited about a lot of things. One thing I was really excited about, um, but, you know, a lot of everybody's dealing with, <laughs> that's a very trivial thing to be yeah. sad, but it was, it was a bummer. I remember back in like March, we're like, they're not going to cancel. It'll, this will be done by then. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be stoked if we can go to a Harry show in 2022. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I'm not so sure. We'll see. All right. So let's dive right into the questions and I'm going to start from the top. Okay. First question was what song brings you the most visceral memory? This was actually a hard one. When I was looking over the questions, I thought, man, like, because I, so many songs bring like very visceral memories, right? Like throughout the different times in your life, it's so hard to just pick one. But I decided yeah. to go with the first one that I thought of and um, have a little tiny backstory with it. But so it's uh, Needle in the Hay by Elliot Smith. Mm. And the reason I picked this one, which is, you know, just kind of a quiet, dreamy song, but is because it has a memory tied to it, but mostly it's just a memory of a very like formative time in my life. Uh -huh. So I think it came out in like 95-ish. So I don't know, I was like 14, I don't know, somewhere around there. Um, and I had become best friends with a boy and we spent all of our time together. Um, and this, he had feelings for me and I really liked him, but I never could take it to the next level. Like I just wanted to be friends, but we, we were just, we had this very, very intense friendship. We were with each other all the time. He was very artsy. So he was very like, he wrote a lot of poems. He composed music. He was in a band um, and he was really into in indie music. 
And so he really kind of introduced me to that whole world, right? And so we went to a lot of indie shows. My sweet dad would like take us to Elliott Smith concerts in San Francisco. Yeah, what a sweet dad. He would like stand in the corner. I remember we saw him, we saw him at a lot of places. He's one of the people I've seen the most, but we saw him at the Great American Music Hall, which is like a very special memory to me. But mostly this, so this song, like this boy <laughs> was just very intense and I, and I really loved him. And we would like lay in his bedroom, just like listening to Elliot Smith songs. And I specifically remember this one playing. Cause again, it's like, it's very dreamy. Um, and I, I think part of the reason I, I picked this one is because I remember that it wasn't really I, did, I loved him, but I didn't want to be more than friends because I think what I loved most was like how he was teaching me to be different. And like gr- I was growing, like he was shaping me. So I kind of loved him more for who he was teaching me to be, if that makes sense. You know, yeah. what I mean? um, more than I wanted to be with him. So but it, he really shaped this whole part of my life that I feel like I could have gone down one route and I went down this other. And a big part of it was because of him. So that song brings back all those memories. Do you know where he is now? I don't. I he went way down. He went way more down that path than I did. Um, he's still very like kind of grungy indie, like maybe playing music somewhere. I'd be curious to see like where he ended up in life. Yeah, I would too. I don't know. I kind of lost track of him. There a lot of those people I'm still friends with, but he I don't even know, you know, like those people, a lot of them are on Facebook and then he may not even be on there. But I, when I was going through some, I shared recently on Instagram, some of that, well, like I have tons of letters from all my Mm -hmm. friends in middle school and there were tons from him and they were just so like heavy and intense and poetic. And I just love that shit. So (laughs) So that's like a big part of like, yeah, a big part of my childhood was kind of immersed in that and Elliot Smith and all of that. So. Wow. Yeah. That's deep as fuck, Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I know I told you I was going to take it somewhere, but that's just, you know, you said visceral memory. I mean, this was like a visceral time in my life, really, like thinking back. Yeah. I have to be honest. I did not really look at the questions before we started recording. (laughs) So that was good. That was a good uh, intro. I haven't given any thought to any of these. Right off the cuff, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't really have a good answer for that one, honestly, other than like but the first thought that came to mind was like this one rascal flat song. <laughs> Which I would not listen to today, right? Like I am not a country, uh, excuse me, I am not a pop country <laughs> person. It was again related to a boy, but it was just one of those like you know, when you're a kid and you have like really intense feelings for somebody and then you hear a song and you're like, oh my God, this song was written just for me and him. And like, we weren't, it was one of those relationships where it's like kind of the same thing where like we were always together and we were always spending our time together. And he like had a lot of impact on me, but it was kind of the other way around where I had feelings for him. And he, yeah. he, it wasn't even that he didn't have feelings for me. He just like, wasn't in that kind of headspace where he was like, I want to date somebody, you know, but I was like, oh no, we're getting married. Yep. This yes. is happening. And so I honestly don't even remember the name of the song, but I can hear it in my head. I'm not going to sing it, but I can hear it. In my head. <laughs> I feel like songs are almost best when it's like, and most memorable when you're the one that's like pining for somebody. Like yes. that's when you really like resonate with a song, I think. 
Yeah. Which is why I think that I don't have the same deep love for like Taylor Swift as people do these days because I'm not emotionally pining for someone. <laughs> like, but there was a time, you know, when so- like all the Taylor Swift songs were like, oh my God, this is me. Yeah. He's speaking to me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but now I'm in like a, you know, committed normal relationship and I just don't, it doesn't have the same impact. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but I was very melodramatic, you know, big old shocker right there. We're both both, uh, Aquariuses. Yeah, that's true. We have, I think we have a a mixture of that, like melodramatic, but also removed at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Melodramatic when we want to (laughs) be. Very firmly like into things and passionate about things, but also can be, we can be a little emotionally removed sometimes as well. At least I can. I'm not, I'm speaking for you, but. Oh, no, I'm, I'm with you. All right. So the next question that came up is what book would you want to live in? Yeah, this one. So when I first read it, I thought, oh, okay, maybe I want to live in like a, like a fantastical, whimsical type of book. And then I thought, no, I don't really want to live in that. That would be like a fun vacation or something. But like uh, right now, I think it would be Call Me By Your Name. I knew you were going to say that. Because, I mean, think about it. Like I'm craving travel. I want to go to the Italian countryside. I want to lay around by a pool and just read all day. Oh, like that just sounds wonderful. And like just eating outside. It's just so like, oh, it's so dreamy, but like real. I think that that really attracts me right now. And also, I mean, it wouldn't hurt to be, you know, the young love and like falling in love to Italy. Just sounds, yeah. sounds great. The sunflower fields and yes. riding bikes through, what was it? Orange groves or what was it? Uh, maybe. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. Yeah. You know me. book too. (laughs) Okay. Do you know what mine is then? Oh gosh. Um, no, I'd have to think about it for a sec. No, I don't. Anne of Green Gables. Oh gosh. Yes. That is definitely like, it's still on my top list because it's a real place, you know, (laughs) Prince Edward Island and all that. I really, really want to go there and I really want to live just in her world where they're just walking through these fields, you know, and everything is beautiful and open and green. And I just, yeah, always have always wanted to live in Anne of Green Gables. And I think that her and I would be like best friends. Um, so I think that helps with it too. Yeah. yeah. Now that sounds perfect for you. Yeah. <laughs> Can't believe you didn't think of it. <laughs> I, if I had a little bit more time, I think it would have been, it would have been my first guess. Yeah. In line with the book question, I'm okay. going to jump, jump to another one. Okay. Top three favorite books you've read this year. Ah, uh, yeah. This is another hard one. I feel like I have a lot of books I really liked this year. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to name three books that I liked, but they aren't necessarily my only faves. I mean, I have others that I probably liked just as much, but these are the ones I'm going to pick. So the first one though, this one was really easy to pick was The Seas by Samantha Hunt. Mm -hmm. Um, I have just fallen in love with her as a writer and an author. Um, I've read almost all of her stuff now. I have one that I'm kind of in the middle of. And this was the first one that I read. And it's just, it's this tiny, it's a tiny little book, but it has such a big impact. It's like, very hard for me to explain. So I'm not going to try to like really explain the plot, but it's 
you know, it's a young girl. It's it's kind of like her teenage love. Her father um, is very mysterious. It's like he, you know, he's he's not in her life. Like he he died, but she, she's going through a lot of different emotions and experiences. But it's very disorienting. That's one. It's filled with like metaphors. It's very. It's got a lot of ambiguity and uncertainty. Um, it's just very experimental, and it was just. I just didn't know what to expect when I picked it up. And then when I started, and it's very poetic too. So it's very like beautifully written and lyrical. And so when I was reading, going through it, I was just mesmerized. And then it's, it's, I let you, it leaves you too with just all these questions, which I think is a fantastic way to end a book because it just makes me want to like keep thinking about it. So I really loved that. And I love Samantha Hunt. So I highly recommend anything by her. Okay. Then the next one is um, one that I've talked about a little bit before, like on our social media, but is, Mary Oliver's um, Upstream mm-hmm. is just a, a book of her essays. Um, and I read that at the very beginning of the year. I almost couldn't even remember if it was this year. Such a blur. But um, I love that one because, I mean, I love Mary Oliver. I know we both yeah. do. I really relate to the way that she sort of looks at the world. She looks at both things that are really simple and mundane and also stuff that's really beautiful. And she looks at both of them with like the same amount of awe and right. wonder. And I really appreciate that. And that's something that I feel like I really try to do on a daily basis is to kind of step back and examine things with like a lot more detail and appreciation. And I just, I really loved that. And the, the essays are so just kind of like simple and, and in a way almost boring if you pick them apart. But when you just read her, it's something about the way that she writes and examines things makes it really interesting and and beautiful to me, so. And then the third one, um, I wanted to kind of pick a little bit more of just like a more of like a popular fiction that's come out recently. And I know everyone loved The Vanishing Half, and I did too. Um, I saw that it won something on Goodreads. I think it won historical fiction. fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I'm going to go with Conjure Women. Mm by Afia Atakara, I think is maybe how you say it. I like, I don't know why I picked this one over that one. I think it was, I just thought it was a really outstanding like debut novel. I, I really loved her take on like slavery and the civil war, living on a plantation. There was a lot of like mystery and the characters were really complex. And I thought also she did a really great job of just like sort of weaving the, the story and the time periods and everything together and all the characters yeah. together. Um, I read it before I read The Vanishing Half and there's some similarities I feel like in those books. So sure. Maybe that's why I'm, I'm fond of it, but I, I really liked that one and I, I was really hooked on it when I was reading it. So I'm going to pick that one. Yeah, that was a good one. I actually wrote my post yesterday. That's going to be up next week about the best book or my favorite books for this year. Yeah. Um, Cause I ended, well, the year's not over, but my challenge that I set for myself was 70 and I'm at 90 now. You are blowing it, girl. You are blowing through it. Well, and I I wrote in the post, I was like, I'm really proud of myself because none of these are audio books. Like I sat down and read every single one of these books. That's impressive. I'm (laughs) I'm a a fast reader. Like I'm a faster than most (laughs) reader. You just like finished the overstory and that one's on my list. And I'm like, that's such a huge book. How did she finish it so quickly? I have a lot of thoughts on that book, but I will not share them today. (laughs) Don't think a book has ever made me so angry. (laughs) Um, But Conjure Women was on my, my list of the best books that I read this year. It was very, very good. My top, like I know my number one book this year 
Yeah, what and is still thinking about it, even though I read it like four months ago. And it's not even a new book, but I read Homegoing by Yah Jesse. That's how you say her name. Oh, okay. Um, and she also wrote Transcendent Kingdom, which is also yeah. on the list of best books. Two completely different novels that just like have me in awe of her writing skills because she's so talented and so versatile. But Homegoing is just this like incredible story that goes through generations of starting from like the very beginning of slavery um, in Africa, you know, and like with taking uh, people from their tribes in Africa and selling them to people in England and da, 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 so on. But it's like, it's two parallel stories running at the same time from these two, the same family, right? So it's, it's two daughters. Yeah. And one ends up marrying uh, a rich white man. So you see her lineage all the way through present day. And then you see her sister who's sold into slavery, her lineage through present day until they finally intersect at the very end back in Africa. And it's just like, it's amazing. It was incredibly written. It's an incredible story. And I just like, it made me see obviously like slavery. We know what a horrific event slavery was in our history, but that book, like it just described it in a whole, whole new light for me. And I just told everybody that like I came in contact with, I'm like, you have to read this book. Okay. Just yeah. read it. Just read it. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll have to put that one on my list. Yeah. It was chef's kiss. Very, yeah. very good. <laughs> I really enjoyed black swans by Eve Babbitts. I think is uh-huh. how you say it. Which, and I'm not like you. I'm not a really like an essay person or like a nonfiction person. I just, I need a story to guide me through, mm-hmm. but I really enjoyed her writing. It was one of those books that I bought because the cover was cool. <laughs> But then I ended up really loving her writing style and it was just very fun, like late eighties, early nineties party scene kind of thing. And it was just a good read like for quarantine. Cause it was not heavy in the terms of like home going was heavy, right? Um, but it was also just really, just really fascinating. And I really, really like the way she writes. Um, I agree. I think she writes, I haven't read all of her stuff, so I haven't read that one, but I agree. Like what I have read of her, I feel like the story isn't necessarily because um, she, she, the one I, I read fiction, although I think it's a lot based on her life, but um, what is it? LA women, LA woman. What it is. Yeah. yeah. I read it at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, the story <laughs> isn't like, it, it isn't amazing, but her writing I think is what really also drew me into her. Um, yeah. She's a great writer. Um, and then I think my third one was the death of Vivek Ohi? Ohi? I have that one. I haven't read it yet. Um, I'm not even going to try to say the author's name because I will fuck it up horribly. But that was a really, really great book. It was, obviously he dies, right? Like the main character. It's the title of the book. There's no spoilers (laughs) there. But what it is, is it's set in, I think, southeastern Nigeria, if I remember correctly. Um, And you know, Vivek, it tells the story of from when his mother finds his body on their front doorstep and he's dead. And then it just goes backwards and continues through to present day, seeing like his growth as a human. And so basically what it, the story is, is that Vivek is a, a trans woman 
mm-hmm. uh, which is not something, you know, in yeah. Eastern Nigeria where that's just, that was not a thing, but it was just a very, very beautiful story about Vivek's story and then his, uh, her parents' story and, you know, coming to terms with who their child was after death. And, uh, it was just, and it was quick and kind of suspenseful and it was just, it was a good read. Yeah. That, that one is just somehow it's on my, it's like on my uh, nightstand and I always look at it and go, oh, I want to get, I want to dive into that. I have two books that I want to dive into. So. I know. can never get through all the books. I know. You should do what I do and make the stack. <laughs> I, I, I have a commitment problem when I like, you know how I am with like book club stuff and things like that. If I tell myself these are the books that I am going to read and I'm going to read them in this specific order, I just won't. So sounds more like you have an issue with authority, to be honest. Even with just my own authority. Your own. No, that's yeah. it counts. <laughs> I just, you know, I just like to be guided by my feeling and my mood. <laughs> All right. So let's talk a little bit about glitter guide stuff now. Okay. Um, we had a different, a couple different questions about our themes. Yeah. So the first question was, how do you come up with the monthly themes? Yeah. I was thinking for the most part, it's been pretty easy for us to come up with themes. And we've had a couple of times where we've been sort of stuck, but you come up with the themes. Okay. Where I've been stuck. There's no credit due here. <laughs> well, I mean, but I get them all approved with you. Um, True. You have input. So uh, really, it's not that hard, though, in the sense that, you know, it's just kind of like relating it to what I'm going through currently. You know, I think about like personally and professionally, like the things that I'm sort of going through, what I'm doing and how like with work and like with creativity and the creative process and kind of break that down into into different things. And so at the first few were really easy for us, I think, to come to come up with. Um, the later half of this year have been a little bit, um, I don't know, just trying to, to kind of come up with new things and not be too rep- repetitive. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's, it's not only the trials and tribulations of the creative process, but also just like, you know, part of inspiration and motivation and getting organized and all the things that kind of go into a creative career. Um, but, you know, as we found out, like when we broke down all these things every month, very strongly tied to just life in general, too, like what we're going through. Um, I've been kind of amazed at how much our themes have related to like what I feel like I've been going through emotionally with like the pandemic and everything. So, yeah, well, our all of our themes this year up until what, June, we had planned out last year. Yeah. When that we, was kind of weird how that. Yes. And it was like. March, our theme was working from home. And that was at the beginning of the pandemic. And we're like, we swear we're not trying to take advantage of what's going on. We've had this shit planned since like October. Literally every single person's like, let me create all my work from home content. Yes. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I remember we were really considering not doing it that month. And then we were like, why? Why? Why wouldn't we? This is the perfect time. and We already had it planned. So, um, Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it's, you know, and also we talked, I just recently posted about the themes that we're not going to do them next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I The reason I decided to do that was just because I, I don't, I just don't like to regurgitate too many things, you know, yeah. and it's, they all really start to tie together. The themes from this last year have all really tied together nicely. They all have threads to kind of, we have similarities about them. And I just felt like to come up with a whole nother year's worth 
would be sort of a stretch and mm-hmm. may not produce in, yeah, as inspired a content as I would like. So you know how I am. I can be kind of brutal with stuff like where I'm just like, nope. <laughs> Done. It would be nice to keep it going. Um, I just think it's, I think it's the right decision. Just, yeah, we did all of this year. And so with this year and our themes, which one was your favorite? I'm sure you could guess. You guess? No. Which is light? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you know me so well. No. Uh, but that one, I mean, that's kind of easy. I think it's just, you know, um, for anybody who doesn't know, like Flashes of Delight is our theme, um, not our theme, sorry, our tagline. Um, and that was something that my dad actually coined when we launched Glitter Guide as just a play on one of the definitions of glitter, which was Flashes of Light. And we changed it to Flashes of Delight because a whole part of the whole reason we started Glitter Guide was was just that of like recognizing that spark or that, you know, momentary inspiration that you feel when you're excited about something or, you know, you have that boost of creative energy or you have an idea, um, something that kind of makes you stop and pause. And a lot of times it's so quick that if you weren't tapped into that practice, you wouldn't even notice it. But my whole thing is to, to be aware of that and to pay attention and to allow yourself to have a lot of moments um, of wonder. And so that's my favorite thing. And I think I've lost track of it a lot, you know, throughout almost 10 years of doing this, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, and, and it was really fun to kind of go back to that this year and, uh, and be reminded of like why I started it in the first place and, and what I really like about it. So yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite theme? Uh, I think my favorite was actually last month's, which was slowing down. Yeah. Um, because that's definitely something that I personally struggle with. <laughs> you know, I'm like a, yeah. a productivity monster yeah. and I, it, it's not something that comes naturally to me to like slow down and focus on, you know, creativity or even just focusing on nothing. Like I'm someone who always has to be doing something with my hands or working on something. And I, I really enjoyed the content that we shared, um, all about slowing down because it's definitely, I think, something that I feel the most passionate about right now, especially given like this weird ass year that we've had. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed last month. Yeah, I did too. I did too. I like that one. Okay. The next question that we got was if you weren't working on Glitter Guide, what job would you have? like I say this with every question, like that's hard. I think it is a hard question. I don't actually, I don't really have anything specific. Like, I don't think I have tried to think about this in the past and it's, it's really challenging for me because I love what I do and I don't want to do anything else. Um, but I think if I, if I had to pick, um, I think I would maybe want to do something like maybe go back to school a little bit and do something with psychology. Um, I'm really interested in human behavior and, and as, and how that ties into creativity and the arts, um, some kind of like mixture of those two things would be interesting to me. I don't know what that would be. I don't really see myself as a teacher, but, um, yeah, I, I'm really interested in that. Um, I would even sometimes, sometimes I'm have interest in, in sex therapy, but I don't really want to hear about other people's sex life, but (laughs) 
You just want to talk about your own. I don't know. I'm just interested in how that impacts relationships. And I just think it's all, it's all fascinating. I don't know. I like all of it. So I like the sex therapy answer. (laughs) Yeah. I think, you know, maybe I could do some weird, uh, psychology, arts, sex, creativity, hybrid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel like my answer should be something related to finance because that's what my background is in. Like my master's is in corporate finance and sustainability. Um, (laughs) I'm just saying, I feel like that should be my answer. Don't go with should. What do you want? Okay. Well, I have two different answers because I have a dream job and then I have like, um, what my actual real career maybe would be otherwise. My okay. dream job would be to be a, a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> you would be great at that job. I think I would really crush it. You would crush it. <laughs> Anybody out there listening has any contacts at RuPaul's Drag Race, holler at your girl. <laughs> I've still never watched that show after no. how many years of you telling me to watch it? I, I, I need to. I get it. You don't really, really value my opinion. It's fine. <laughs> but I think honestly, if I had to pick like a random ass career that, you know, had nothing to do with, with glitter guide, I'm kind of interested shocker in criminology. Oh yeah. The big forensic science kind of stuff. Like I'm very into that whole aspect of it, of picking apart the little details to find the answer to the problem. And you know, you know me, I love a good, good thriller, good episode of Law and Order SVU. I think I could do good. <laughs> it's fun. We have some similar, like I've got the psychology aspect and you have some of it too with the criminology and like having to look into that. I think, you know, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, but yours is all bright and shiny and mine's like dark and twisty. <laughs> I thought is bright and shiny. <laughs> You're like creativity, happiness, sex. And I'm like murder. You're just dark and twisted, Sam. Like, come I on. Am. I'm a dark, twisty human. Um, all right. I'm going to answer this next question because it was for me. Yeah. Okay. But how much work are all the chickens actually? I love that question. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, I became a chicken mom this year. It all started um, when my husband asked me to go to the pet store for dog food And they had baby chicks and my four-year-old was with me and he said, can we have a baby chick? And I said, yes, sir. (laughs) And then the guy said, well, they need to be in a group. I said, okay, we'll get two. And he said, well, you, they're the baby chicks die a lot. So you might want to get three to make sure that they still end up in a flock. So I said, okay, we'll get four because I need two of each color to balance it out. (laughs) Yeah. You know, important. So now I have full, four full grown ass chickens, Dolly, Tammy, Patsy, and Loretta. Um, are kind of like dogs, to be honest. Like yeah. they just want to sit in my lap and like eat snacks. <laughs> I saw your video of the one, I don't remember which one it was, like yesterday Dolly. where they got stuck. No, she wasn't stuck. She was, I was inside working and I just kept hearing this screeching and I was like, it sounds like Dolly's on the deck. What is she doing? We have, our deck is, you know, our outside space. And then um, we have a door that leads down to the yard below and that's where the chickens are roaming. And she had like jumped up to the deck, but to a part that was still covered and she just like was poking her head through and going, feed me. I want a snack. <laughs> I'm like, girl, 
relax. They have like pomegranate trees. They just eat pomegranates all day. And like, I'm sort of like this, this person who asked, it's like, it seems really lovely, like from watching your, your Instagram, but there's gotta be things that are annoying about it. No. Um, not yet. I mean, so when they were little, I had to keep them in the garage under a brooding lamp and I kept them in there, uh, for a while until they were about eight weeks. And then I moved them outside and really, I just, you know, I go, I let them out in the morning. I feed them, I change their, or give them new water. And then they're just off for the rest of the day. And then they put themselves back in the coop at night because chickens really hate the dark. So oh. it's funny. We actually set our Christmas lights timer by the time that the chickens tell me they want to go in. It's oh, don't ask me why it's 4.43 p.m. every day. So and if I like I'm gone and I get home after that, they're just already in their coop waiting and I have to go close the door. So, all right. Uh, so one of the questions we got asked, I kind of just answered this one, but have you developed any hobbies during quarantine? And chickens were definitely one of my quarantine hobbies. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think I actually have any like quarantine hobbies, to be honest. Like, yeah. I don't, I haven't had any time for hobbies. Like the only yeah. hobby I have is, is reading. I guess at the moment. And I did sort of start that before quarantine, but it's, it's been uh, kicked up a notch, I think. Yeah. And I, 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 I just have to remind myself that for our situation and, and, and people there's people with situations much tougher than ours, you know, but yeah. um, just, just in the, in the fact that we are suffering from burnout, you know, just constant overstimulation and burnout from just, yeah. From every minute being juggled with, raising kids, working, whatever, all the different things, keeping the house together, all that, that I just, when you have burnout, it's just so hard to think creatively at all. I, yeah. I hardly even know what I'm doing. Like in the morning, I feel like I'm just like, I can barely pour myself a cup of coffee. Like I'm just so tired and burnt out all the time. So I'm amazed we do even what we do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why I've enjoyed having the chickens. Cause like, it makes me get outside for a little bit, you know, and like, it's because it would be very easy for me to just like wake up and open my laptop and just like start to go to kind of cram as much in as I can while Rocky's at school. Um, but I like having the chickens and then I've obviously been doing my puzzles, which I was doing before um, quarantine. Yeah. But I like puzzles because like I said, I'm not good at just sitting with my hands not doing anything. So like for me, puzzles are a way for me to get away from screens, still accomplish something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. One of the next questions we got was, what's your pet peeve? Yeah. I, I wish I had more that came to mind when it, I was trying to think of this. I I, I really just, usually it's tied to like general like rudeness. You're like, I wish I had more. And I'm like, how much fucking time do you have? <laughs> You're so just like the sweet, wonderful one in our relationship. <laughs> No, I just, I don't know. I just have I, the, the one that I thought of was like, I really don't like when people talk on speakerphone in public. Mm -hmm. uh, that really pisses me off. I just have this very annoying quality about me where I guess it doesn't go with quality, but like just this where I'm like, try to give people the benefit of that. I'm like, okay, maybe like they're talking on speaker because like their phone's sort of broken or whatever, you know? Um, but like ultimately, like it annoys me and I wish they wouldn't do it. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, the same as like people who, I mean, it's, this is like everybody's pet peeve, but I really dislike people who tailgate on the freeway. Cause I'm like, you're not going to get, get there any faster than me. So stop driving like a fucking idiot and just <laughs> like go out, you know, just drive, enjoy yourself. Um, those are the only two pet peeves I could think of, though. I know you have a slew of them, I'm sure. Well, I know. It's so funny because what you said, that's something I literally have worked with my therapist on for like many, many months. She calls calls it assuming goodwill. Ah. <laughs> not something that comes naturally to me. So <laughs> it's not an annoying quality. Keep it up. It's great. It's something I'm working on, not being such a judgmental asshole all the time. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes I think it's sometimes I think it's refreshing to just be like just to have those thoughts and feelings and to not turn everything into like giving people the benefit of the doubt because you're right some people are just assholes and yeah. annoying and you know like so I don't know but, but yeah I just assume they're assholes first and then work backwards <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I won't give my laundry list of pet peeves. I think probably my biggest one is like work ethic. Like I get very, very frustrated with people who have lame work ethic, um, which also kind of ties into like entitlement. Entitlement is a huge pet peeve of mine because it's like nobody's entitled to anything. You have to work hard to get what sure. you want to get. So yeah. they're kind of one in the same, you know, for me, but those are, those are probably my biggest pet peeves. And I think they're probably even more than like pet peeves. Like I really hate that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Well, let's end it on a, on a positive note. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what is your ideal day? This is going to sound so boring. Mine will be too. Yeah. But you know, no judgment here. This is, and uh, this would be ideal is to just have a day where my husband and my kids aren't home. I mean, I love them, but they're not home. <laughs> and uh, I have the entire day with zero responsibility. I can literally do anything I want. I can sleep in. I can have anything I want for breakfast. I can read all day. I could go wherever store I want. Like just no responsibility. Nobody texting me, calling me, talking to me, needing me, nothing. <laughs> That's my ideal day right now. Nothing fancy, just all about me and my needs and no one else's. <laughs> yep. No, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I just want to be alone, please. <laughs> be alone, please. I know. Maybe squeeze in like a trip to the art museum if I feel like leaving oh, the house, yes. you know, because that's like, I do love a good solo trip to an art museum. That's like my happy place and some, some good coffee from somewhere. Um, I'm not the type of person who like on their day off wants to go to the spa. Cause that's like too stressful. <laughs> Like having to go and have appointments. Like I don't want to have any time commitments. Yeah. I want to just be able to like, okay, cool. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to, ch I'm going to like wake up and watch four episodes of law and order SVU before I do anything today. <laughs> I haven't had that kind of day in, I don't even know, 20 years. I don't know. Like just crazy. Like, that's, I, that sounds amazing. I, I was even thinking like, I don't even, I don't really watch TV. So it's not too big a deal, but like, I don't get any control over the TV in my household. Like I'm last on the list. And by the time, by the time it gets to me, I don't even want to do it anyways. Cause I'm already like reading or something, but like, just to be able to have a day where if I wanted to have control over the TV, I could, you know, <laughs> I could watch the great British Bake Off, uh, zoning out on the couch in my pajamas, just like a total lazy human being. And it would be wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, they sound our days sound fairly similar. 
Yeah. Biggest component is that we're alone. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just grateful that I can, that we have, we've had this wild year and that you and I can just, even though we're not able to pretty much do nearly almost all the things that we would want to be doing for our business right now. You know, we're doing the bare bones to get by. Um, I'm just grateful for you. And I'm grateful that I get to have this fun, silly conversation with you. (laughs) Hey, right back at you. Yeah. I like that we made time for this, but we're like, we could have maybe spent the last hour like going over 2021, but it's like, I know, I know. We would have done by now. Were this a normal year? Like we would have had our 2021 planning done and in place, but you know, this year is a cluster. There are no rules. And somehow we ended up in mid-December and I don't know how. (laughs) But I know, but I, you know, we're, we're, we're doing it and I'm, I'm just, I'm grateful for you. Yeah, me too. Yeah. (laughs) I'm grateful for you. (laughs) You know what I mean? I know what you mean. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of our, our year wrap up our, our yearly podcast, I guess is what it's going to be. You know, we'll keep doing what we're doing. We've got lots of good content coming out for the rest of this year. We've got, you know, bunch of cool newsletters. If you guys aren't subscribed to those, we've got a book newsletter. We've got Taylor's monthly creativity chronicles newsletter Sunday. We just do a little wrap up of all the content that came out that week. Like we've got a lot of shit going on. Yeah. And 2021, who knows what it's going to look like, but we'll have each other (laughs) or on this ride together. Yes, we are. All right. Well, thanks, Taylor, for coming on to Pretty Okay Podcast to chat with me. Oh, and Taylor has her newsletter, which you should most definitely subscribe to. I'll put a link to it in the show notes because every month I love it more than the last month. I really enjoyed this last one. It's 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 like the most excruciating thing, I think, to to do every – well, I didn't do it every month recently because it was too excruciating. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's, that's probably why they're so good because you put so much thought and, and care into them, you know, into the topics and whatnot. And so, all right. Thanks you guys for listening. I'll put show notes up on prettyokpodcast.com If you want to check out Taylor's newsletter, any of the other stuff we talked about today, um, there will be a regular episode with Taylor with an E <laughs> this week, and that'll be it for 2020. But Thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye.